If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, having low energy all day long, start sleeping eight hours great every night on a gallery furniture, Tempur-Pedic adjustable sleep set. It'll change your life for the better. You'll have more energy, more cognitive ability. You'll be in a better mood. You may even lose weight. Buy a Tempur-Pedic adjustable sleep set from Gallery Furniture today. Gallery Furniture delivers free, free, free tonight. Start sleeping eight hours great every night. Change your life for the better today. Wait, so we have an Olympic swimmer here in the Houston area who can now teach our kids how to swim? Oh, yeah, Camille Adams and the impact her father made on her life. You will love her story. She is my guest on my Houston Women podcast. Got to thank Mattress Mac at Gallery Furniture for sponsoring our Houston Women podcast. I'm Dana Tyson. Camille, I have to tell you, I don't know if you've ever seen Don't Mess with the Zohan with Adam Sandler. I haven't. Oh, I'm watching it the other night. I'll write it down. Yeah, no, and the reason being, and definitely no kids around, uh, I'm watching it the other night. I think the last time we saw it was like, I don't know, 15 years ago, and I'm watching it with my husband, and then he starts doing the butterfly swim. He is like, like, like a dolphin, and I'm going, oh my God, I'm going to be interviewing Camille. I can't wait to ask her about this. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Oh, that's so great. I'm so so glad to have you on my podcast. I just, I have to ask you, I was doing a little research on you and I saw a video where you were talking about um, how you, your dad was a swim coach, but you weren't a very good swimmer and he was determined to find something that you would be good at. I love that story. Yeah, yeah. so you guys will hear me reference we a lot. Um, so I talk about my childhood as we. Um, I have a twin sister, and so we pretty much did everything together, even through college. Um, after my first Olympics in 2012, she retired from the sport. Um, and so that's where our paths kind of split off. But wow. until we were 20 years old, we did everything together. So yeah, my sister was definitely the stronger swimmer when we were probably like eight and under. Um, And then I just really liked swimming butterfly. I, there was usually never a full heat or like eight kids in some of the events. And so my dad was like, Camille, if you just finish it and don't get DQ'd, then, you know, you'll, you'll get a pink or purple ribbon for seventh or eighth, which is, you know, when you're six, seven, eight, that's all you really want anyways, is the totally pink or purple cool. one. Yeah, it's fine. The rainbow, you know. So I was like, all right, sweet. I will uh, start doing some more of the butterfly. And I did, and I love it. So it literally, from when I was like nine years old, until now (laughs) it is it's my baby race it is mine um I absolutely love it I love teaching it I loved competing it and so um me and the butterfly have a special bond for sure (laughs) where did you go I know you're from Houston where did you grow up I grew up in Houston as well so we kind of moved all over um like you mentioned my dad was a swim coach and so Mm -hmm. we kind of just like followed wherever he was coaching around Houston Ah. so we lived down um down south like Clear Lake area we lived in Cypress we lived in Magnolia. Um, I graduated from Cypress Woods High School in 2010. So definitely finished out um, high school in the Cypress area, which is actually where I live now. So it's that been nice so to, cool. to go back. Yeah. We let, boy, has Cypress changed or what? Oh my gosh, it is crazy. And my business is in Katy. And so now watching that change, it's, it's insane. I like can't keep up. Are you teaching swimming? Is that what you're doing now? 
So I actually own swim schools. So I have six across Houston that are inside the gyms from Paraland to Cypress. And then, yes. And then I actually have my, and those are in like LA fitnesses. And then I have my own dedicated swim school that just opened up last week on the 11th. And, um, and so that is here in West Katy. So that's where I am today. And we teach kids starting at six month old, all the way up to adults Ah, and special needs. And it's so fun. Like, when I retired from the sport, I thought I wanted to be a teacher. I was an education major. I was like, this is where I want to be. And I got in the classroom and just felt like something was missing. And my, like my dad was a teacher growing up and lots of my aunts and cousins are teachers. And I love teaching and learning. And um, that's what I love so much about swimming, especially as I got older, is I really became like a student of the sport. Like I loved watching how other people did it and learning new things and putting it into my practice and just becoming like a sponge. And I love that. Like that's that's a lot of who I am is I love learning from other people. And so I like to share that. And so I thought the classroom was like going to be like perfect place for me. Um, but truly, I just felt like something was missing. I was like, I cannot imagine doing this for the rest of my life. I was just not fulfilled. And so in May of 2018, my husband and I got the swim schools and it is truly my dream job because I I still get to be around the water and the swimming and truly growing like the life skill and teaching people life skill um, of swimming and and it can save their lives, you know, but then I'm also doing like the teaching piece and, and that like just learning and that sort of thing. And so and I get to own my own business, which is really fun. So I get to kind of, like I said, have my dream job and I'm not even 30. So it's really fun. I, I, I love absolutely that. love it. Yeah. You know, your relationship with your dad, I had a super strict dad and he put a lot of, it was just, it wasn't, I get so envious of girls who had this really comfortable relationship with their dad because you're learning so many skills. You know, we've got our own set of skills and then your dad brings in a more calm, maybe if he's not crazy like my dad, but more of a calm um, approach. I watch my son with his children and he's a really good dad. And I'm like, man, to have an awesome dad is like- Yeah, my dad is, both my parents are the best. And my dad was strict, like, don't get me wrong. Like, there's a lot of coaches that were like, Eddie Adams, he's crazy. Right, right, right. Um, right. You know, but he truly saw, like, our talent and our drive. And he is so driven. My dad swam growing up, swam in college at, um, like, a D3 school and truly just wanted the absolute best for us. And since we were always at the pool, you know, he was like, just put him in the water, they're here anyways, kind of thing. And so, um, so yeah, so swimming is really the only thing I ever wanted to do. My sister and I both, my parents always said, you know, you can do something else. You can pick another sport, but you have to finish out the season swimming. Um, You have to finish what you started kind of thing. And so I just never wanted to do anything else. You know, I was in the church choir and you do not want to hear me sing. (laughs) That's the only other activity I ever did. So it was just a really like cool bond. Um, that I had with my dad. So, you know, growing up, like he was our coach until I was 10 and then World War III at the home. So my mom was like, we're going to switch teams and and personal and business, we're going to split it. And so we did. Exactly. And so, um, you know, it was just really fun for him to always be on the deck and have a second opinion when we wanted it or sometimes when we didn't, Um, you know, and then he was even on the pool deck at Olympic trials. He wasn't at the games, um, but he came to, every single one of my meets like truly is my biggest fan. And we have a really, really special bond um, because of swimming, you know, it's, it's his passion and it's me and my sister's passion, which is just really cool. What were your days like? What were your days like? And what was your diet like? 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it definitely evolved as I got older and body changes and you just learn more. Um, so growing up, I mean, my mom could not keep up with, with us, with my sister and I, I mean, it was, she was just constantly cooking lots of pasta, lots of chicken, um, you know, just whatever you could cook in mass quantities. And right, so, right. yeah, we also, what team we were swimming for, sometimes we'd be in the car, like, an hour one way. And so we would eat dinner in the car on the way home and those sorts of things or do homework in the car on the way home. And then mom would cook dinner in 10 minutes and you'd eat and go to bed. Um, so growing up, definitely not a ton of focus like on, on diet. I mean, obviously my parents were like, you have to have a fruit, you have to have a vegetable, you know, those yeah, sorts of things, yeah. um, like most parents, but not like truly self, I guess, like aware, um, of things that fuel your body. Well, and so we, I focused definitely more on that, like as I got older and became, especially the last like year or two of college and professional swimming and that sort of thing, put just a lot more focus on, um, on my diet and had to had the, how to fuel myself so that I could obviously perform to the best that I could be. So, um, and even now, I mean, some of those things, I'm like really grateful that I, that I developed and some of those good habits and stuff. Um, right. cause now that I'm not, not training 40 hours a week or 30 plus hours a week, um, you you can't eat the chocolate cake every night for dinner. You can't exactly. have the ice cream every night, you know, like the balance. So I'm glad I developed some of those skills later on in my career for sure. It's made the transition a little easier. <laughs> What time were you getting up in the morning to start your schedule? Because I know so many kids, when, when my kids were, were out in the woodlands, I mean, the swim team, they'd be up before classes. So was it an oh, yeah. early day for you? Yeah. In high school, we would always swim like before school. So we would train, you know, anywhere like five to seven or something like that. So getting up at 430. Mm -hmm. Um my friends that know me well call me the hibernator. Um, I'm a big advocate of sleep. I still am. I still believe that you should get eight hours every single night. Um, my poor husband, I'm like, we got to go to bed. We got to go to bed. He's like, oh my God, Camille, you don't, you're not going to race tomorrow. You'll be fine. Um, but I'm just a really big advocate for sleep and what it does for body, mind, soul, all the things. So, um, and so, yeah, so we would get up 4.30 or so, especially in high school and then college, our practice was six to eight and then we would lift weights after that and so college I would get up I still remember 537 be out the door by 545 get to the pool at 550 and then I would be on the deck at like 553 so seven minutes early um and then you know post-grad swimming was my job like I didn't have classes I didn't have other things I had to worry about and do so our practices started a little bit later um you know maybe like seven or eight something like that mm -hmm. so yeah definitely kind of evolved and changed over the years for sure what Luckily, it got later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm listening to your type A personality, but yet you still are a joyful type A, yeah. unless you're different behind closed doors. <laughs> no, it no. totally be the case. No, it's not. I, I, I love my life. I love what I do. I feel like this is, you know, most people when they retire from the sport, they, you know, go through these like kind of lulls and transition yeah. and like what to do. And right. I am so fortunate that I really, I mean, I had two years that I was in the classroom. So I was still like super busy. Um, I actually got off the plane from Rio and walked into a classroom the next day. Um, so I didn't have that like weird transition and from my retirement from the sport. And 
Um, I truly feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Um, but at the same time, you know, I am very, my husband like is the same way. So our poor, poor children someday, but we are very, very driven, very type A. Um, I love a schedule, um, super organized. I mean, like the calendar behind me, you know, yes. like it's just, it's how I've always been, obviously as you know, at that level of athletics that I was at, I had to be. And so every minute of every day was kind of measured out and I've, chilled out a little bit surprisingly um but not not too much I still have like my definitely my time windows and and stuff like that so definitely you, type A. <laughs> before we get to your Olympic world how did you meet your husband? Yeah so we um after London in 2012 I just felt like I needed to do something else I was at Texas A&M and I wanted to get back to the university and just meet some people besides swimmers, you know, it's a very swimming can just takes over your entire life. And I really just needed to get out, just needed a little bit of work-life balance. Mm -hmm. So, um, I got on and then we have yell leaders instead of cheerleaders. So I got on board with getting a non-traditional student. He had served in the military and came back and was a yell leader. So getting him elected for that position. Um, and I met, um, I call her my soul sister, but I met Courtney through that. She's a friend of um, Roy Mays and he was the yell leader that was running. And, um, it was the weirdest thing, you know, I walked into the room and was like, I'm supposed to meet her. And she felt the same about me. And I've never felt that way about anybody else in my entire life. It's the weirdest thing. Still to this day, we laugh about it. Um, and so she actually, her husband and my, my husband are really, really good friends. They grew up together in high school and college and all that stuff together. And so they actually introduced us. And so, um, Courtney and I are very opposite personalities and, and we're different in a lot of ways, but we have so many similarities and I truly like, it was such a God thing. And, and it was just like, we were supposed to meet so that she, they could introduce me to rad. And, um, so yeah, yeah, I we met in that. 2013, the end of 2013. And then we got engaged December of 2014 and then we were in, um, engaged for like almost two years got married in October right after the Olympics so that's amazing now when he found out you were an Olympian or did he already know I mean did he already know I that think, you were a superstar yeah no no, no, no. He knew that I had been to the Olympics for sure. Um, he definitely knew more about me than I knew about him. I will say that. Uh -huh. um, our first date, he, I was like, what's like, I was trying to put the pieces together or whatever. And he's like, you know, just trying to figure him out. And he was like, did Courtney not tell you anything about me? Because she told me a lot about you. And I was like, I mean, she just told me you were old. Um, we have a 12 year age gap. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was like, she just told me you were old. And he's like, great I'll see you never um just kidding so he from that moment he I am like open book I'm gonna say what's on my mind kind of thing and um he's he's gotten that that our whole relationship so he right. always knows where he stands <laughs> he's a lucky guy actually you know you're not just pussyfooting around you're telling him nope. like it is so exactly he's old He's old. Totally kidding. how did, totally how did kidding. The, the swim the uh the the um swim places the locations that you own yeah. now how did that come yeah. is he in the business as well he is a silent owner is what he calls ah. himself um he'll come occasionally like to the swim school and help out on saturdays and whatnot he still has his corporate america job that he loves oh he gosh. works 
um, you know, for an energy company and absolutely lo loves what he does. And he is the smartest person I know. And so I hope our kids are just like him and I hope they have his big blue eyes and um, he's also super healthy. And so I'm like, can we just like clone you and make all our kids just like you? Oh, that's great. so um, So yeah, so, so we, when we bought the business, we just looked, I was just looking to kind of get out of education and do something different. And when I looked at like, you know, things that really impacted my life over the years, like obviously swimming is a huge part of that. And so I wanted to do something to get back to the sport in some way, shape or form. I knew coaching like club swimming or, you know, that sort of thing just wasn't really for me. I don't want to spend all day, all night on a pool deck. Um, that's what I saw my dad do for years and years and years. Um, and that's just not something that I felt the interest and wanted to do, to be honest. Um, and so we started just looking at other business ventures and the swim schools came about and the six that we have were running before us and they were for sale. And so we purchased them from our corporate offices. Um, and so we just ran the six in the gyms for the first, you know, two years or whatnot. Um, and really I wanted to learn the product um, I absolutely love our curriculum. I truly believe that it's the best way to teach kids how to swim. I wouldn't have put my name on it if it wasn't. Um, and I just, and I love the business. I love the CEOs of the franchise and that sort of thing. And so, yeah, so we just did that. Wanted to learn the curriculum, wanted to learn like how to run a business. You know, we bought it when I was like 27 years old, 26 years wow. old, something like that. And so, yeah. Yeah. So like, I had no idea what I was doing, you know, um, I truly believe this with like all my heart that if you're passionate enough about something that Google will teach you anything, if you want to do it, you can do it. And I think that's also the, you know, competitive nature in me and again, type A. Um, but I've never just like taken no for an answer. I just truly believe that if you want it bad enough, they'll figure out how to, how to get it done. And so that's what, that's what I do. And so then we bought, then we built our dedicated location. So I have my own pool and all that kind of stuff. And like I said, it just, it just opened in January. So we're excited. Well, tell me what the name of it is. Are they swim schools? Is that what it's called? Swim it's school? Yeah, it's called the swim school. So we have, it's called safe splash is our, is our name, is our brand name. Safe um, and then splash. my safe splash. Yep. And then um, my one and Katie actually has a swim labs component to it. So it's more of like for competitive swimmers, triathletes, master swimmers, things like that. It's got video technology and mirrors on the floor and the ceiling. So it's real time footage of you swimming. Um, and then you get an email afterwards. So it really is such a great, I, I truly have anything. Over the last couple months at Gallery Furniture, over 90% of our customers are getting financed getting their furniture approved today, getting credit today, and Gallery Furniture delivers their furniture right now today in three or four hours to the Houston area home free, free, free. Come out to Gallery Furniture. I'm Mattress Mac, the king of furniture financing. We're gonna work very hard to get your furniture financed today, then we're gonna deliver your furniture to your home free, 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 set it up, haul off your old furniture. Great selection, great savings, immediate financing, Gallery saves you money. A, a, a lesson for every single person when you come in our facility from six months all the way up to grandma wanting, you know, to keep working on her strokes or something like that. So the triathlete, you know, all that kind of stuff. So wow. um, truly something for everybody here. Uh, so it's really fun. Yeah, I love the babies and we have like a little tagline of like bubbles to butterfly and it's perfect for me because I love the bubbles. I love teaching kids like, you know, how to be safe and the safety foundations of, um, you know, of the sport and, and, and just of being around water, to be honest. But then I also love the competitive side of the sport too, and, and learning all four strokes and joining a swim team. And so it's, it's perfect. 
You know, my mom was a state, my mother-in-law was a state championship swimmer in Florida. And my husband is a phenomenal swimmer. And yet my kids, we focused on frozen water. They all played ice hockey or figure skating and not, you know, water, water. But all my grandkids and they're out in the uh, Cat Spring and go to Katy area. I think I'm going to be bringing them by because I want them to be comfortable in the water, comfortable, confident, and just enjoy swimming. Exactly. It's so much more than just like a sport. We call it like a life skill because it truly is a life skill that every single person should learn to do. If you, you know, want to fall off a boat, you know, we don't want you to just be able to just swim across the pool and make it A to B, right? We want you to know the details so that if you did fall off a boat or you were swimming in an ocean that you knew the proper, proper way to swim to get back to safety. And so if you're just practicing like incorrect technique over and over, you're not gonna get very far, right? Um, so we have a lot of attention to detail within our curriculum, lots of repetition. Um, so that's kind of where my like school days come into action. Like I have my instructors write lesson plans before they come in. Wow. Um, you know, the way we teach our lessons is very similar to how they teach in a classroom. Lots of repetition, lots of feedback, meeting like the auditory learner, you know, the visual learner, all those types of things. Um, and so for me, it's like my dream. I'm able to use like my education background um, that I went to school for and obviously have passion for and put it into this business and then still get this one part of it too. So like I mentioned before, dream job for sure. I'm so, so, so lucky. I love it. Now tell me about many kids dream of going to the Olympics. (laughs) And you are, you know, the, the one of the very few who made it that far. Yeah. What was that experience? How has that, um, what was it like and how has that affected your life? I mean, yeah. super, super deep confidence you must have being so proud of what you were able to accomplish. Yeah, it was truly, obviously, like it sounds cliche, but it, it really was a dream come true. I remember in, um, in 2000, what would it have been? 2000, watching, um, I was nine years old and I watched Misty Hyman win the 200 meter um, butterfly in one gold. And obviously I was nine. So I was starting to like, like the butterfly and stuff like that. And I was like, daddy, I want to do that. That would be so cool. And so since, you know, that's the first Olympic games, I truly remember like watching on TV and being like, hmm, that'd be really fun. And so, you know, from that point on, Obviously, the Olympics is everybody's um, goal, and that's where they, you know, all the kids want to end up at. Um, And yeah, you're good. Okay. Um, These died. Um, So, you know, that's really where I, you know, like every other kid wanted to be and end up at, you know, but obviously it's it's so far in the distance when you're little, right? Like, you're like, that is, I haven't even lived 10 years yet, you know? So for sure. So like growing up, I wanted to swim in college. So that's kind of where we started. So what does it take to swim in college? And we just kind of back the timeline up. So um, I was really fortunate enough to make lots of like junior national teams while I was in high school that taught me like what it was like to be on, you know, Team USA, but like a little bit of a watered down version um, just because you're younger and things like that. And what it was like to travel um, without mom and dad and those sorts of things and how to handle yourself on an international stage. Um, And then when I went to A&M, I got what it was like to be a part of a team and what it was like to compete compete, you know, as one, but also, you know, we are an individual sport, but want just as badly for your teammate to do well as you want um, for yourself. And so I think having both of those kind of experiences put into one just put me in a really good position, honestly, um, for uh, the summer after my sophomore year. So 
Um, my freshman year, I just, I had shoulder surgery. I had a great freshman year, but the summer after, um, which for the Olympics, like summers are the important part of it. College swimming is different. It's different, um, like lengths and different distances. It's 200 yards, yards versus 200 meters. There's right. less turns. So I'm definitely more of a distance swimmer. So long course, I was just better at it, to be honest. Um, I don't like all the stopping and starting again, all the turn, all the turns. So I'm, I'm definitely in it more for the long haul, I guess. And so um, I just didn't have a great summer after my freshman year. Wasn't sure exactly. It was a lot of new stuff, right? As a freshman in college in general, there's a lot of new things that, that go into that, right? But then even more as an athlete, like my training changed, my nutrition changed, my sleep schedule changed, like classes were harder, like all of those things together. And so um, that, that summer after just wasn't great. And I knew the next summer was my shot to make the games. And so I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to make it this time. Like I needed like a little bit of a, you know, national experience or to make the team the summer before do a little something. Um, and I didn't, you know, I got like seventh or something at trials, like just fell flat on my face. Um, and so my sophomore year went out, trained really hard, had a great college um, season. And then in January of 2012, I ended up dropping like three seconds at a random long course meet. And it put me from like sixth or seventh in the country to first. And that's where I stayed. For the, that's where I stayed for the next five years. So um, just really, I guess, grateful for that experience and being able to learn. So London was completely different than Rio, if I'm honest. London, I remember, and I told the story to a friend the other day that I remember sitting at training camp, right? You make the team, you're like, yes, I'm so pumped. It's everything I dreamed of since I was nine years old and I'm going to be on television. It's going to be great. And I remember sitting at training camp and we were eating dinner and all of a sudden I'm like sitting at the table with myself and then like Natalie Coughlin sits down and Rebecca Sony and Michael Phelps. And all of a sudden I looked up and I looked around and I said, one of these is not like the others. I don't belong here. And oh, no, I remember like thinking like, like, what am I doing here? Like what is happening? And luckily the other Turner Butterflyer, um, Kathleen Hersey, who swam at Texas and, and just a really good kind of lifelong friend took me aside and was, could tell as training camp went on, like what goes up in your head, you know, and in, in those, those thoughts, mental thoughts and self-talk and all that kind of stuff. And she was like, you deserve to be here just like everybody else. You know, you, you got top two, you deserve to be here. And I was like, you're right. And she was like, why did you start swimming Camille? And I was like, cause it's fun. You know, I enjoy it. I enjoy being around, like, I enjoy the competition, but I enjoy being around the friends and I, I, I enjoy swimming, right? It's fun. And she was like, exactly. And she was like, this experience is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be everything you dreamt of as nine-year-old Camille and more. So you just have to remember that. And so she bought us these crazy socks. And if you Google Camille Adams, it's one of the first pictures that pop up, but it looks absolutely ridiculous. We walked up to the blocks with these crazy knee-high socks on, um, but it was to remind ourselves like why we were there and what we were doing. And all the nine-year-old little girls sitting at home and who we were inspiring. And so it was just a really cool experience to just kind of sit back. And like I said before, like, just be a sponge, just soak everything in from every single person that I possibly could. And so ended up getting fifth was completely stoked to be honest with you. Um, I was just happy to make it into that top eight and get a third swim and um, just continue to learn and have fun. I stayed and walked in closing ceremonies. So swimming ends and you still have about two weeks before the closing ceremonies because swimming is at the start of the games. Mm -hmm. And so we stayed and I got to see the Spice Girls. That was front row. It was- Oh my gosh. 
so, so fun. Um, and so then the next four years, you know, I was the top 200 butterflyer for Team USA. And in 2015, um, I was in Russia for Worlds and was voted as a team captain, which was such an honor and ended up getting a silver medal there, um, which was my highest international medal. And it was just Kazan, Russia of all places, you know. Um, so just a cool experience and, and getting to now come from one of these is not like the others to only three years later being voted as a captain and being looked up to by my peers um, was just complete 180, you know, and just getting to mentor into other people and show them what I had learned over the last three years was, was obviously super humbling and a really cool experience. And then, um, then the next year ended up making the team in 2016 and was voted the Olympic team captain with two of my best friends. Wow. Um, truly probably one of the greatest honors that I'll have in my lifetime, to be honest. It was just a really, really cool experience to, to do that also with two of my best friends that I grew up or I, you know, had gone through the last four years swimming with and whatnot. Um, and so, yeah, so retiring from the sport was tough. It was a tough, tough decision, right? Because I, I got fourth at the Olympics. I didn't get a medal, right? So I was like, I'm not done. I still have more to prove. Um, I want to make it to the medal stand. You know, there's so much more. And as I came home and I was in, in, in teaching and whatnot, and just trying to figure out like, am I going to retire? I'm getting married. Do I want to keep doing this? You know, it's a lot. I mean, swimming is most people think it's like not a lot on your body, but when you're swimming like 35 plus hours a week training and whatnot, it's hard. It's so hard on like my head, back, back issues and shoulders and whatnot. I was like, I want to be able to hold my children someday, you know, um, am I going to be able to do that? And I had to really like do some deep soul searching and figure out like, is my self-worth a medal? And I came to the conclusion that it's not, that I have so much still to give to the community that, that I'm in and that I'm surrounded by. And I don't need to swim for now five, it's been delayed, you know, more years <laughs> to maybe make it to a medal stand to prove something to all those people um, and to myself, you know, I didn't, I didn't need that. And so that's why I chose to retire from the sport and, and do something different. Um, and now I literally cannot imagine of if I would have kept something like people ask me like, don't you miss it? And I'm like, mm -mm. no, good for you. More <laughs> to life. I love that. Do you know, you know, Mary Lou Retton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I interviewed her years ago when she had just stopped as well, before she got married, then she got married, then she had the kids. And now we're watching her, I think it's her oldest daughter, competitively compete in gymnastics. Phenomenal gymnast. I can see that happening with you. I can see you being an amazing teaching mom who thoroughly is enjoying your kids and they're not going to, you know, they're just going to love the sport because it's just fun. Right. Exactly. That's what yeah, I have. Fun approach. Exactly. If my, if our kids someday, my husband and I are actually adopting. So we'll do that first and then hopefully have our own after that. So hopefully we'll get a baby any day now. Um, who knows? Wow. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a process. It is not type A. It is not type A. Right. Patient <laughs> um, you've got to have, right? Way more free flowing for sure. Yes. But, you know, if our kids want to dance, like I am going to be the best dance mom by sitting in in the little room and I'm gonna be like you go girl you got it you know where my kids want to be soccer like I can't wait to buy the little boy baseball pants you know what I mean like I want our kids to try anything and everything um that they possibly want to do I don't want them to just swim because mom swam my husband is um like big into triathlons and stuff like that so if they wanted to to still swim but branch out a little bit you know that would be really fun for us too um I just want them to do whatever they want to do but I just hope like 
you know, it's, it's they find the passion that I was able to find in some kind of sport or activity. What would be your, your mission statement? If you could have a mission statement for life, for, for your marriage, for business, what, what would, what gets you going? Yeah. So one of my favorite quotes, so I had the the privilege of training with Bob Bowman, Michael and Allison Schmidt's coach a little bit um, leading into the 2016 games. And he writes a quote on the bottom of every single one of his practices. And I like kind of, it was really cool. Like I looked forward to seeing, you know, what quote he had chosen for the day. And one day he put a quote on the bottom of the practice and still to this day, I think about it almost every day. And it's, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. So if you fail to plan and make plans and, and prep, then you are setting yourself up for failure. And I think about that in my nutrition. Like if I don't prep dinner in the morning, I'm going to go through Chick-fil-A at night and I'm going to hate myself. Right. I think about that in my business. It's so good. Exactly. Exactly. I know, but it's so good. Um, but then you lay in bed at night and you're like, Ooh, not so good. Um, you know, so just really making sure. And again, that type A comes out, but making sure that you have a plan in place so that you can be as successful as you're able to be. Um, it's the same in my business. It's the same in my marriage. You know, it'll be the same with, with us like raising kids and just making sure that we have a plan for them and um, you know, that all those kinds of things. So that is probably like my life motto. I would say it's, it's my all time favorite quote. Um, so again, it's, if you fail to prepare, if you fail to plan, you are planning to fail. fail. I love it. I love it. Now, we talked Chick-fil-A. What's your favorite restaurant in the Houston area? Gosh, okay. So we love Batonga downtown, tapas, Spanish style. So we used to live in the Heights. So we would go all the time. And now that we're in Cyprus, we don't get out as much. Um, I'm a Mexican food like connoisseur. I love my Mexican food. So we're always trying out new like Mexican places and whatnot. We I, so I swam post-grad in Charlotte and they, their food scene is unreal. They have lots of restaurants. There's not a ton of other stuff to do there. So like restaurants and little yes. is what I lived for when I lived there my last like two years of training. And so, um, so it's kind of the same, you know, Houston has a great food scene. So my husband and I, like, we don't really have a favorite restaurant because we love trying out new things. Yes. Um, so yeah, but, but Mexican but downtown is our date night spot. That is excellent. That is excellent. How can people, now that they're intrigued and they're thinking, I've been wanting to get my kids into swimming, I might want to even start swimming. How can people get in touch with you? How can people learn about you and find out about you? Yeah. So if you just go to safesplash.com and then you click on the location that you're interested in, we have locations all over the country. I just have the six in actually seven now in Houston, the Houston area. Um, but just www.safesplash.com or you can hit me up on Instagram. It's Camille, C-A-M-M-I-L-E Adams. So two M's and one L. Thanks dad. Um, and so you can, you can hit me up there and shoot me a DM and I, I check them daily. So that is awesome. And I have to mention your twin sister. What's she up to now? Yeah. So Ashley is a 10th grade English teacher in the North Dallas area. So she's in Frisco. Um, absolutely loves, loves it. Also is a swim coach up there for the high school wow. team. And um, she just, she actually loves coaching. And so I was like, I'll do the babies and you do the big kids. And so it's really, really fun. She'll, she'll come here and kind of help me at the location during Christmas and whatnot. Um, and she's like, I'm never buying into a swim school. So just different passions, but it's yeah. so fun that like our whole family, 
you know, is able to be around the water. And my mom actually works like part-time at a swim retail store, like caps, goggles, anything you need to swim. Um, and so it's crazy. Like all, all four of us in the swim world, some way, shape or form. <laughs> Camille, I'm telling you, you have just opened up my eyes. What a delight. You've got so much energy, that healthy lifestyle that you've got. And uh, thank you for all you do for our city. I always love finding women who are just making our city a brighter place. And well, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's just been a pleasure. Hey, do you have, we, we did this exercise a couple weeks ago. We take the first letter of our first name and use, find a positive word for 2021. I'm daring Dana. What would it be for you? Mine would be calm Camille because I just opened a business. <laughs> I just opened a business in the middle of a global pandemic. Um, also trying to get a baby any day now. So calm would be my Calm Camille. I love it. I love it. Well, the best of luck. And we'll have to touch base again so we can find out, A, if you got that baby and how the business is going. And I might see you out in Katy. Come on down, girl. We got you. We got Good. it. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Camille. Over the last couple months at Gallery Furniture, over 90% of our customers are getting finance, getting their furniture approved today, getting credit today, and Gallery Furniture delivers their furniture right now today in three or four hours to the Houston area home free, free, free. Come out to Gallery Furniture. I'm Matthew Mack, the king of furniture financing. We're going to work very hard to get your furniture financed today, and then we're going to deliver your furniture to your home free, 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 set it up, haul off your old furniture. Great selection, great savings, immediate financing, Gallery saves you money. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.